Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yep. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, the Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to week two. The Bride Ducks survived week one of playoffs. I was sending them already. I was sending them music, everyone. So welcome back to week two of playoffs, the semifinals. I'm your co-host, uh, Snowman, with my my other host over here, Bryduck, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival. This is Fantasy Football BS. I just cracked open my beer. I'm excited. I got another A percenter. Got a New England-style double IPA from Moonraker Brewing out of Auburn, California. Dude, this beer is so good. It is actually, it's just a small little brewery and it's beat out Pliny the Younger the in the past. And Pliny the Younger for a while was like the best beer in the world. And they, they kind of took the ring from Russian River Brewing Company and Pliny the Younger, which is a 10%, something like that IPA. So uh, pretty nuts. Uh, for a small brewery out of Auburn, California, but it's delicious. Man, I'm gonna need you to uh, send me a few of those. I know y- you got I me know. sold. I hey, <laughs> I I should just be a sales pitch for brew breweries. That's, that's like, it right there. Like, come on, people! Like, I I will pitch you on our show. Uh, we got some great ideas, obviously, for that we're already bouncing back. So. Uh, future episodes you guys got to tune in there's gonna be some good shit going on but oh yeah how'd you how'd you like the songs i was sending you for suggestion wise i felt like you're you were looking for me to serenade you here (laughs) you want me to sing you sweet lullabies or what i was like man i gotta think of the most awkward songs and i'm i'm texting i'm texting rindo and i'm like man what are the what are just the the most awkward karaoke songs that you see people like at a bar that you're like, dude, what is homeboy singing? Like super cringe, <laughs> super cringe worthy. I'm like, okay, like uh, I I gotta I gotta think of something. And that was after that was after he had a he had a big Thursday night, and then you just came and shellacked his ass. Man, I'm not even gonna fucking lie, bro. When I saw Cam Akers going off, going off. I literally was sitting on my couch fuming, just fuming because I had him on my on my bench for what like eight weeks of the season. Yeah, and then I finally dropped the guy. I finally (laughs) dropped the guy. I'm like, fuck this guy. I don't want him anymore. Then you know, Ryan goes and picks him up the day before we go play him, starts him, puts up 23 points. I'm like, what the hell? His best game of the entire season. And I'm like, this is going to be the doom of me. I should have never dropped him. I should have just kept him on my bench and never dropped him. And luckily my team went off, you know, and I, I, for a second there though, I was like, man, he he can make a comeback with, with Rogers here. Cause Rogers was just tearing it up. Oh yeah, and luckily Herbert, you know, I had him side by side, both games on at the same time, and it was like every time Rogers would strike, Herbert would strike, and I'm like the equalizer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just need Herbert to kind of keep up, keep pace, you know. I, I'm a little worried this week. I mean, luckily that in both my leagues, I had, I had a buy in both my leagues, and it happened to be that both of the games were probably the worst games produced by by my players like yeah i lucked out i would have been knocked out first round automatically but had had a, re- a rest week for my guys and hopefully hopefully I, but i'm i'm a little nervous that's why that bye week is so important though man because a lot of times like in my other league i had a bye weekend i would have beat 
uh, a couple of the guys last week, but a couple of them outscored me. And I'm like, man, if I would have been matched up against either one of those guys, I'd be knocked out right now. So yeah. having that first round buy is critical. Um, oh, absolutely. And I mean, man, in our other league, uh, my brother Jared, such such a bad, bad beat down here in the last couple of weeks. So uh, the week before playoffs start, he goes from the number one seed. I faced him and beat him, moves me to the second seed, him to the third seed. He faces the sixth seed and gets knocked out week one. Just oh, the man. ultimate, like, just bad beat of the last couple of weeks there. So, you know, that's why we say those last couple of weeks and, and the points are critical for positioning um, because we had the same record, but I had more points. So that's why I slid up to that second seed and he slid down to the three seeds. So, and I only had him out beat by like 27 points overall over the course of the season. That's so crazy. it literally comes down to just that. It, it absolutely does. It, it definitely absolutely does. And, and it's something that, you you got to help and, and plan for and again next season everyone we got you uh we'll help you out i, I know a lot of listeners have been kind of kind of been texting and and letting us know that uh w- well we're, we're we're starting to make playoffs i know one listener's in first place this year after listening to us i i know you had a buddy uh as well that hadn't made playoffs for a while is, is in playoffs now so uh listen to us we'll, we'll definitely steer you in the in the right direction so uh going into into this week bro i i i, I changed it up on us a little bit man i i i just want to let you know that i went a little different with with the script and and kind of what we're gonna do a little, little special sauce for for the playoffs and uh excite people for that are in consolation playoffs uh trying to avoid their punishment or trying to trying to win that fantasy football trophy i like it i like it uh you know I, I, like you said uh we're in the second round of playoffs and uh a lot of people right now you know it's coming down to the final four teams in 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 all of your leagues and you know in most cases um so make sure that you guys are listening paying attention and you know optimizing those lineups with uh with what we're telling you absolutely absolutely and and again, always, always going straight into it. I, I, I just want you guys to just pay attention, sit back, enjoy. So you're hosting, obviously, that, that fantasy football trophy in the, in the last couple weeks. But nice little shout out real quick to our sound engineer. everyone welcome back welcome back we're gonna jump right into the injuries here uh we're covering a lot this week so we're gonna jump right into those injury report there's a couple that are on there that are quite frightening uh for everyone and and just pay attention obviously bryduck hooks it up on on the social media pod, uh, platforms and, and lets you know early on so you're not having to to screw yourself in your lineup but bryduck why don't you you hit us up with our our first major injury that just continues or continues to linger here? Yeah, man, Julio Jones just letting down uh, fantasy owners left and right this year. Uh, another big elite name uh, that has just been on our injury report for you know probably eighty percent of the season. Um, so he misses another game with the hamstring. Um, he's someone that you're going to want to keep an eye on this week to see if he can return. But even if he does, I, I, I just am very cautious, um, especially going into this second round of playoffs. You really don't want to let your entire season ride on, you know, the re-aggravated hammy of Julio Jones here. So yeah. even if he is a go this week, I, I'm very cautious as a as a fantasy owner if i have better alternatives i i'm going another direction uh so if you guys have questions on you know uh you know julio or this guy send them over to us we'll, we'll analyze that for you if you guys got questions if that's a, a scenario you guys are facing um but julio jones is someone that this week you you really got to be cautious with yeah absolutely i absolutely uh, I think uh, going forward, also we got another one on here that's just a constant one, which with Christian McCaffrey, 
He was just about ready to return from that shoulder injury and then on an outside workout ends up messing up his quad and because of that sat out last week which Mike Davis had a huge week uh, against Denver putting up over 20 points and now they're talking about best case scenario is week 16 but by then I mean season's over season's over and are the the Panthers really gonna really they're not in playoff contention really so are they really gonna risk Christian McCaffrey's long-term health by rolling him out there for a game you almost have to wonder if this is a uh an injury outside of of practice because his agent told him he was now injured for the rest of the year you know yeah. as as a uh you know a, hey let's take some caution here for the rest of the season you've already gotten injured twice the season's lost you know let's no, not go out there in a in a in a lost year for the panthers and you know chance something different because you know when you're you know limping here and you know, ailing here and trying to take the brunt of force on another shoulder because this one's kind of hurting and, you know, take a little bit of heat on this leg versus this one. You're just facing so many things that are you're going to injure yourself. You know, like when I tore my ACL, the first thing that the, the doctor told me was you're going to start favoring your other legs so much that yeah. you're going to start having like hip problems, you know, so you have to pay attention to that kind of thing. And that's what happens to these guys. Something starts to hurt and they start to put the pressure on other joints and then that's where they cause other injuries um because they're favoring their other leg so you know if if i'm if i'm christian mccaffrey and if i'm the panthers i'm shutting them down for the rest of the year i'm not i'm not letting them play anymore yeah absolutely absolutely the season's lost what are they four and nine what do you what do you what's the point you know yeah yeah so it's it's disappointing that someone that you were if you got to playoffs like me who who ended up having that first round bye and had Christian McCaffrey in, and it was like okay cool after that first round bye I got him for week 15 week 16 for semis and finals and now it's boom done most likely and it's just like fuck like yep. are you kidding me like that was someone like with him coming back I was like damn I I got I got a shot of of taking down and, and walking away with this trophy because that's someone that's a huge difference maker in your fantasy lineup and it, it's all fun. So yeah, pretty pretty crazy the top two running backs off the board, you know, McCaffrey and, and Saquon, uh obviously, you know, they can't, you know, stop themselves from getting injured like that, but it, it's just really unfortunate for uh, them as players and us as fantasy players uh, to have faced that, you know, one-two punch. You know, if you had the first or second pick in your, in your drafts, I, I'd be interested to know how many people were able to survive it and make playoffs. Um, Isn't that crazy? Not having Barkley or McCaffrey as your first overall pick and still being able to make playoffs shows a lot. Um, I got well, thank two, you. two, I got thank two buddies. You. Yeah, I got, I got you in, in this league and I got two buddies <laughs> in my other league. The guy who had Saquon and the guy who had McCaffrey are both moving into the second round of playoffs, which is pretty, pretty wild. You know, that's, you got to think about that. Like, that's like just throwing away your first round draft pick and saying, oh, I don't need it this year. I'm still going to beat you guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's bragging rights for sure. And, and, uh, I, I have Chris McCaffrey and my 12 man league and I made the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's wild, man. First round bye. Now, season ain't over. Obviously a little scared that obviously things can go bad and I just lose right here in the semis, but <laughs> hey, you know what? I I'm counting I've been counting myself as as a W this season with with having him and Mac and Connor just being complete sh- Connor just being a shithead in general. Uh, just screwing up my lineup and me having to go trade for James Robinson. I uh, had to go swoop up Antonio Gibson, and I've been riding those two dudes, and they've gotten me this far so far, and, and just quite happy with, with being able to do that. But going on to our next injury, who who's our, our next frequent flyer, as the Foose would call him on this list? Kenny No Play Galladay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, so this is another one of those guys that you just have to think he he's done for the year. Um, I, I, 
I can't see them bringing him out there uh, also with the season lost. Um, you know, they still have him listed as questionable with that hip injury. And until he gets into practice and, and you know, is able to practice for a full week, uh, you know, let alone a day, uh, I, I don't have any optimism that he's going to be in your lineups this week. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Is this someone that at this point just drop and and try to swoop someone up that could possibly help you? You have to because even at this point, it's another one of those guys that say today they said, okay, Kenny Galladay is going to play this weekend. Are you confident in putting him on your starting lineup? You know, so and have him get injured, reactivate. Just so if you're not confident in starting him at this point, anybody you're not going to start, you can drop. This yeah. is that point of the season where you can drop people that, you know, that you're just like, you know, uh, I, I don't need this guy this week. He's not going to play for me this week. He's not going to play for me next week. And I can use this person on the waiver wire. Um, so that's something that I would do. So as you saw, what I did this last weekend and what I kind of alluded to in our last episode was start to go and look at defenses that will be playing shitty teams for the next few weeks. So I yep. went out, I dropped three of my players and I picked up the defense that's facing the Jets for the next three weeks. So I went out and picked up the Seahawks, then I went and picked up the Rams, then I went and picked up the Browns. I picked them all up in one week. So boom, knocked them all out. I have all three defenses already on my roster. I don't have to fight anyone week to week to get them in top waiver priority. So I just already have them set up for the rest of the season. So that's something that you can do is if you've got a few guys on your bench, like a Kenny Galladay, go and drop them and and see if you can scoop up the defense for who's playing the Jets next week in your league Um, or or the the Jaguars or, you know, the uh, the Bengals. You know, these are all teams that are letting up a lot of points to opposing defenses. So these these are the ones that you want to be targeting here at the very end of the season. This could literally make or break you winning your championship. Agreed. Definitely agreed. And and it's something that, again, get rid of and cut bait. You you held on to to dead weight all season. Now try to position yourself to, to either win fantasy football or just to survive and just not get that punishment make a smart move by dropping someone like this easy on now going on to josh jacobs i gotta say man fuck this guy i i i I hate the raiders and i know you're a raiders fan but what a jackass like why play with everyone's emotions because our fantasy football is more important than than your career bro like yeah and it was unfortunately some bad karma for the raiders because then we got our asses (laughs) kicked by the colts so instead of fucking playing games pregame, Jacobs, maybe you should be paying attention to the game and and what's really at stake here. Um, you know, as as a fan, I'm pissed at him for wanting to play games with fantasy football players versus be in the game you know like your mind shouldn't even be worried about fantasy football you should be focused on i've got to win the next fucking four games if i want my team to have a chance at playoffs that's what you should be focused on you know for him to do this like little instagram game and put it out you know before the game like hey guys not playing like ha 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 and then be like oh fuck your fantasy squad like yeah i don't care about my fantasy squad i care as a football as a fan of the raiders i care about where your head's at right now and it's not where it needs to be fucking five minutes before you're walking out on the field you know (laughs) you fucking jackass so that pissed me off um not only from a fantasy perspective but from just a fan of the raiders perspective like it's just a bad look in my opinion it's if i was gruden he'd be fucking running sprints all day all day he should he should be fine. He he should be fine. Bring him in. Obviously, this isn't high school football or yeah. college football where you threaten playing time because, uh, again, you can't really threaten playing time unless you're a Mike Tomlin or a, a Bill Belichick that, that can do that. But bring him into your office, find his ass, take some money away from him to, to make him understand that you can't, you can't be posting shit like that. Like, why? I mean... Phone should you should be just listening to music tuned into the game of what your responsibilities are instead of trying to trying to joke around and play around. So, yeah. but I, he really hasn't really looked very good off this ankle. So no, he's if halfway through the season he started to kind of have that hip thing, and then he started to kind of have the knee thing and the ankle thing. And he's just had a lower body down year. Now he's still damn near 900 yards rushing this season. He's still. Yeah 
playing relatively well from a from a stats perspective, but from fantasy, he's not putting up a lot of points right now. So as a fantasy owner um, of Josh Jacobs, you know, obviously it's something that I've been paying a lot of attention to and he, they, they just got to get this team healthy. You know, I, I said it to you before it happened. We had to fall, fire Paul Gunther. Uh, the guy was the worst defensive coordinator next to probably Mike Nolan, maybe. Um, but, I mean, aside from that, like, literally, uh, I don't know what the Raiders were, were really thinking, you know, going into that game. They got their asses kicked. Yeah, it was beautiful to see. Be- beautiful, beautiful to see. <laughs> That's fucked up. moving on moving on they really just fucked themselves and and uh, another team that you you had to to win four games to make yourself a competitive contender for playoffs yeah to put up that type of performance is is definitely disheartening so yeah i mean it sucks because the dolphins lose you needed them to lose as raiders uh as a raiders you know organization you needed the dolphins to lose then you also needed the ravens to lose and then they make that miraculous you know comeback there at the end uh of of the monday night game so that was a great game uh so definitely an uphill battle here for the raiders but moving on moving on to our next person on this list we've got uh someone i'm actually facing this week and antonio gibson so he is uh facing that turf toe uh, hasn't practiced at all last week. They're hoping he can return this week against a uh, favorable matchup in Seattle. But turf toe obviously is a, a tricky injury. Um, yeah. Anybody who you know when you hear turf toe, you instantly are like, ah, shit, because um, that's usually like a two to four week type type thing, and usually it's a a, a big chance for reaggravation. Yeah. Um, so turf toe is not something that most people are able to come back from, uh, you know, in such short time. And it's only been like, what, a week and a half, a week and a half. The the nice thing is for, for Gibson owners like myself is uh, it's not looking obviously too good for this week. Uh, but Washington's Washington's up there, right? They're, they're fighting to, to make win playoffs. that, to make playoffs and win that division. So it's not someone that you have to worry about. Maybe if he comes back next week, if they're going to shelf him to, to for the rest of the season, you don't have to worry about that. It's not like a Christian McCaffrey situation where they're out of it and they don't want to hurt their star. Washington, if he's in, he's going to be going and he's going to take that load. But I, I don't know. Yeah, another one of those guys that do you roll him out there first quarter comes and he, you know, tries to tries to take on that pain for a couple series and comes to the coach and says, hey, I can't go anymore. You know, and then your season's over because you rolled a guy out there with turf tone knowing damn well you probably shouldn't have. So, I mean, I don't know if he doesn't play this week and they say he's a go for for the final week. If the if the season's on the line, basically uh for the for the Washington football team and their playoff chances are on the line and he's a go I like you said I think you got to be you got to be thinking you know if they're going to put him out there he he's good enough to to run for the for to run for the day exactly it, exactly and then last one Debo Samuel real quick he he is done done for the year with a hamstring injury but on that note I I kind of wanted to throw him on this list just for the sole reason of uh, news is that Kittle is going to, I mean, he's going to be practicing this week. So uh, that could be good news that he could return. I don't know if Shanahan is uh, dumb enough to, to have him go out there and play, but I swooped him in one league. I know you swooped in, in our league and someone that could be could be there for, for week 16 for, for the finals for someone. So uh, this is something that, again, you want to drop a Galladay and, and bring in a, a Kittle who could possibly bring in for one game of the season and help you win uh it'd be a risk that i would be willing to take uh for as a kenny galladay owner because again screw kenny galladay he's not going to do anything for you so yep no i i I like that and the the kittle news um i'm hoping that he is able to make a comeback because man i threw gronk out there this weekend and if it wasn't for that touchdown grab he wouldn't have got me anything yeah, um, no, absolutely. So I, I need I need an option here at tight end. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, that covers all the injuries, everyone. Again, uh, stay tuned. We always drop those news for you before game time to make sure that you guys are all set and ready to go. So let's take a, a break here and listen to our sponsored ad. 
If you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Bay Breakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection, and you can too. Just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game. All right, all right, coming coming back. Like I said, I'm going to hit us with something a little bit different here, Bryduck. We are going to, to go somewhat of a... a almost like a rapid fire situation here i i want some not super quick answers here i want some explanation but i'm gonna hit you with every single game oh, that damn. is going on this week every single game i got a question for you and, and have you answer it whether it's quick uh we we got some time obviously i just want to make sure that all listeners are are listening and and got all their lineups based upon this information to, to kind of help you out to, to help possibly make a move for someone to help them win their the semifinals so you ready for this yeah let me just uh put this uh caffeine into my veins here and i'm ready all right all right drink that protein <laughs> brother uh, go going in starting on thursday night we got the Los Angeles Chargers versus your Las Vegas Raiders. Now, uh, can Josh Jacobs break out uh, against a, a favorable man- matchup against, uh, or is that ankle injury going to be worse than, than we thought? So I, I think he's he's a good, a great start actually this weekend against uh, the Chargers for a couple reasons. He typically has very good games against the Chargers. And second to that, um, we've seen a lot of times when coaching staffs go through a change the next week, the team really responds and the, the Raiders have to win the next three of three, if they even want a shot at making the playoffs. And that would be at a 10 and six record. So if they don't win their next three, they have 0% chance of making playoffs. And I, I, I anticipate Josh Jacobs coming out and having a great game. Perfect. Perfect. Now, uh, again, obviously, uh, Herbert owners, uh, Bryduck likes to must bet start and, uh, quarterbacks on, on his Las Vegas Raiders, so this could be a, a big game for him. And and Herbert honestly should be a must start for people these last oh, seven weeks. Anyways. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's top ten fantasy player right now. Him, him, and 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 Carr actually have like identical stat lines. Uh, Herbert coming in at thirty four hundred yards, uh, just a little over thirty four hundred. Carr have a little over 3,300. Carr's at 24 touchdowns. Herbert's at 25 touchdowns. Um, stats are nearly identical. So that that just goes to show, you know, everybody knows how much I love Carr. This kid Herbert's playing out of his mind. Absolutely. Um, so he, he is an absolute must start, uh, especially going against my Raiders this week. Perfect. Perfect. Good good shit right there. Now we're going on to the, the Sunday games here. We got Houston versus Indianapolis. Now, Indianapolis has proved a tough run defense with Buckner. Niner fans, you guys are idiots. Uh, By far one of the top D linemen in the league. Uh, But Deshaun Watson. Now, Brandon Cooks kind of was a very late scratch. uh, So that kind of screwed a lot of fantasy owners. And and Deshaun Watson, of course, is without Will Fuller, without Brandon Cooks last week. I mean, he only put up I mean, 16, 17 points. So is he going to be able to bounce back the rest of the season? Or should Deshaun Watson owners be a little bit worried going in? I mean, this week isn't a favorable matchup by any means. Going up against the Colts, they've got a good, solid defense. Um, we saw what they were able to do against against Carr this last weekend. I mean, those those defensive backs were making some acrobatic, just insane takeaways. Um Really, if if you're a Watson owner, he, he you have to start him. He is a must start. But if you have a luxury of having somebody else on your on your team, like maybe a, a Josh Allen, uh, you know, maybe you picked up Josh Allen later. Uh, that's somebody I might look to start over Deshaun Watson. So I think again, it comes back to what are your options. Um, but for most scenarios, Watson's going to be a must start against the Colts. Perfect, perfect, and and again. Uh... Hidden with all the knowledge there, Seattle versus Washington, man. Now, Washington, we've talked about a couple times with that defensive line just being very stout, very strong. 
Now, Washington isn't isn't an overall amazing defense, but that front seven is really good. Now, Carson has been huge for, for Seattle and has put up great numbers when he's been in the lineup. Is Are we going to expect him to, to have that similar type of style and be able to, to put up 20-plus points against a, a tough Washington defensive line? I don't know, man. We've seen what that Washington D line is all about. That kid Chase Young's the real deal. You see what Ryan Clark said about uh about uh Chase Young? Yeah. He, he that was a shot right there. He said Chase Young is everything we thought Jadavian Clowney would be. Yeah. Man, that's that's a burn right there. But yeah, yeah this kid Chase Young is the real deal. Um that that, you know, uh that D-line's nothing to 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 laugh at and Carson's got a tough tough game against him here. Um now the Seahawks having to to win and Washington having to win this game. I, I anticipate this to be a really, really good game. It's going to be a slugfest. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Carson's going to be able to have one of those big performances against this defense. Um, but again, Carson is one of those guys that is one of those must-start guys, uh, depending on your options. And, and I doubt you have very many options better than Chris Carson. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Most of these people are must-starts. Now, going into that Buffalo and Denver game. Now, do you anticipate... Now, Denver's been a little little tricky on defense this year. They've put up some some good games against some some good quarterbacks. Uh, They've shut down some good quarterbacks. They've looked shitty against other quarterbacks. So, it kind of depends on what defense kind of hits the field here. Now, Melvin Gordon... Uh, didn't is dealing with a shoulder injury as as well. Uh, I don't know if any running backs from from Denver can ever be trusted. But do you see Josh Allen continuing to just put this team on his back and just putting up big numbers? And same with Stephon Diggs. Yeah, him and Stephon Diggs are just plain incredible. Stephon Diggs proving he's worth every pick that was traded for him. Um, you know, really, if uh, if you're a Josh Allen owner, this is one of those games that you are eyeing as a game that he can absolutely feast. They lose AJ Bouye to uh, performance-enhancing drugs. He gets the six-game suspension. Um, that defensive backfield is just riddled with injuries and and obviously this is going to be a game that Josh Allen's going to have a lot of opportunity. You just have to hope as a Josh Allen owner and as a Diggs owner they don't jump ahead too fast, too quick to where they start running it and kind of playing the clock management game uh, because then that's when you see your points go from like holy shit, Josh Allen already has 20 points to holy shit, he only finished with 24 because <laughs> <laughs> they just completely stopped throwing the ball. Yeah. So you kind of want it to be this even ride. You don't want them to blow them out too early out of the gate. Uh, but Josh Allen and Diggs, um, man, you, you just got to be looking at this matchup and, and thinking this is what's going to take you to the championship. Without without Bryce Callahan, too, which was Denver's top, top corner. And actually, he was, I think, top three in the least amount of yards per catch allowed. And didn't allow a touchdown pass against him. So he was having a great season for Denver and, and not having him is, is huge. And now not having AJ Bouye because uh, he's, he's hanging out with Bryduck uh, a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? This is just protein shakes. <laughs> Uh, man, so uh, going on to Carolina and Green Bay, we've obviously talked about CMC. Uh, now, Mike Davis, I, I know we had talked about him before. He'd put up some pretty terrible fucking games uh, for, for a little bit right before CMC was rumored to come back. Now, Green Bay is a huge favorable matchup. Are you expecting a 20-plus game from, from a Mike Davis? Is he now a must RB2 for people to start? For for me, no. I mean, wow. I, I I dropped him. Uh, you saw me. I I dropped him last week, and and even I had an opportunity. I could have went and picked him up, swooped him before you had a higher waiver priority. I hope you know that. Uh, didn't want him. Uh, he wouldn't start for me, and that's one of those ones where I was like thinking, you know, hey, I've got to line myself up with the next defenses that are going to be facing the Jets for the next three weeks. So it was a, do I keep Mike Davis on my squad and just keep him on my bench because I have three other running backs on my roster who I would 
I would start over him in a Kenyon Drake and a David Montgomery and a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So I'm not going to start Mike Davis over any three of those running backs. So why keep him on my roster? Um, Now, if you don't have that luxury, because running backs were, I mean, people got decimated by injuries and COVID this year. So if you don't have that luxury of you kind of were able to navigate through the injuries and COVID and you have that kind of lineup, you might have to start Mike Davis. Now, like you said, this is a favorable matchup when it comes to Green Bay's run defense, um, but not a favorable matchup when it comes to just the overall skill sets of both teams here. Um, I anticipate Green Bay to just kind of dominate them in this one. Yeah. Uh, and Green Bay, you know, they're 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 playing with a chip on their shoulder right now. I think uh, Green Bay is going to take the NFC, and if you want my prediction right now, they're going all the way to the Super Bowl for the NFC. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is MVP level right now. He's playing out absolutely. of absolutely. Him and Devonte Adams are out of their mind. I mean, unreal. It is absolutely unreal. It's like it's like a video game. It's so effortless. I'm like literally watching Aaron Rodgers play last weekend, and teams cannot stop him. It's like he's on a whole nother level. Uh, it's just incredible to watch, uh, especially with people saying he was declining and you know his career was coming to an end. For him to be playing at this level right now and to really only be second in the conversation for MVP to maybe Mahomes, yeah, um, that's that's pretty much that's it. It's it's Mahomes and Rodgers, and and that's my prediction for the Super Bowl. It's going to be a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. Crazy, crazy. Now going on to the next one: Chicago versus Minnesota. Now David Montgomery has done quite well the past three to four weeks. So uh, who has the better game here, David Montgomery or Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook, 100%. <laughs> the guy is just ridiculous, man. I, I love I love his style of running. He's amazing. Uh, he just does some stuff when he when people hit him there's there's something that I always pay attention to and it's what the running back does when contact you know is made does that running back fold do they try to push through it what kind of running back are they and Dalvin Cook is the kind of guy that is going to get you every single inch he can get he did one like effort to where he was getting hit this weekend and kind of being compressed downward and he kind of sprung like a spring and just shot into the end zone and it was just incredible it was just incredible. I was like the leg strength to be able to do that. I don't think a lot of, and it was two guys on top of him at that, you know? So it's just incredible to watch this guy run. Um, you know, it, it's, and it's also one of those games that it's a division game. So you got to think, you know, there's going to be a little bit more effort, uh, you know, due to that. Did I ever tell you, I, I actually spoke with Dalvin Cook. Oh yeah. 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 When, when he had some, some issues uh, in, in college, uh, obviously nothing nothing happened but he, he had some some issues uh, over at Florida State that was uh, possibly going to leave him out for for a season and so he was kind of talking I, I, I had a mentor of mine that that knew knew him and knew his camp and he was kind of looking into a fact of like playing playing a little possibly a little JC ball before uh kind of entering the draft to just kind of get one more year of eligibility so he could enter that draft um and I talked to him on the phone and and he it was a 10 minute conversation he was super nice and he was like yeah well uh what does California JCs they they don't have they don't have dorms they don't have stuff a lot of those east or the southern JCs uh, JUCOs have have dorms and you literally almost have a free ride to junior college whereas california ones they don't and that's why people are really in the jc level they always battle between california jucos and out-of-state jucos because out-of-state jucos they have dorms they have food for them everything like that it's almost like you're you got a full ride where and they're and they're always the california jucos are always like well who really is on the hustle here we're having to pay rent in the most expensive state in the nation as well as uh going financial aid and and not having all that stuff but yeah no it was real quick conversation and uh obviously nothing happened he ended up being able to finish out at at florida state just fine so um now that's pretty cool though yeah no uh, definitely as a as a really cool story yeah no it's as a 
as a and you, you see that a lot in the junior college level. I mean, when I was playing JC ball, uh, I was playing up against a guy that was like got kicked out of Florida State. Their running back got kicked out of Texas A and M. Their quarterback was the quarterback for Tennessee. Uh, we got our fucking asses kicked by this team. It was literally like playing a D one squad in JC. We got just absolutely demolished. Yeah, Diablo Diablo Valley College, I believe it was DVC. DVC they were. Yeah, DVC, they, I mean, they had like all the outcasts and misfits that got kicked out of D1 schools all on their squad and they were just kicking everybody's ass. I was like, this ain't even fair, man. (laughs) (laughs) Idiots, idiots. It it, it really does happen like that. It's actually quite funny to see how often that actually happens. And that's why you see these random like stars that come up on draft day and you see them coming from a junior college. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Going on to, to New England versus Miami, this is going to be a big game for Miami, uh, needing to actually to win this game to, to kind of keep ahead of your Las Vegas Raiders there. Um, does Cam get benched again? Does Cam get benched again? No, I don't think so. I mean, you, you have to think that they're going to they're gonna keep him in there. Uh, you know, a lot of people are, are hating on Cam. Here, here's my thing. They paid a million dollars for this guy. You know, it's not like they paid a it's not like they paid him a shit ton of money. It's not like they, you know, Bill Belichick was like, hey, let's go throw twenty five million dollars at a deteriorating Cam Newton. You know, he he bought a guy on the cheap and he's damn near still in playoff contention, you know. So I, I I don't think that he gets benched again, but I'm not I'm not starting or trusting anyone on New England squad. Yeah, there's no. There is no one on the Patriots squad if they are on my team right now that I feel confident in playing. I don't, I don't even have any more Patriots. I had Damian Harris had for Myers, a couple weeks. And, that, and, and Myers, Myers for a little while. And, and, I, and I ended up just dropping all that shit. So uh, they, they got me through a couple weeks of, of some tough games without without CMC um, in my flex. But, yeah, that, that ended real quick. Now Jacksonville versus Baltimore. Lamar Jackson has looked every much like the MVP type of player he he has the last two games uh, just kind of going off. Now, does he continue that uh, trend against against Jacksonville? And also, can can James Robinson have a good game against that Baltimore defense? I don't know. Maybe it's just like I just feel like Lamar Jackson at the end of the seasons you know, last season and this season just kind of starts to step it into this uh, this next gear. Um, and on Monday night, apparently it was the shit gear. He had to go take a shit, and that's what brought him into that next gear. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we calling this one? Poopgate? Yeah, Poopgate. Uh, I, I mean, Lamar Jackson has been on a tear. It is Jacksonville. Uh, Gardner Minshew's being named the starter again. Um, so that might be a little bit of a, of a, of a wrinkle there. I feel like the Jags some, you know, maybe I could be wrong here, but I feel like the Jags play the, the Ravens pretty tough most of the time Yeah, for, for, for whatever reason. Now they, they've had a, a stronger defense in, in years past Jaguars that is. Um, so I, I don't know that they're going to be very competitive in this one. I kind of feel like Lamar Jackson's going to go in there and just roll all over him. Uh, and if you're, you know, banking on Lamar Jackson here in the second round of playoffs, I think that's a, a good, a good safe gamble here going up against the Jaguars. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this is actually going to be my survivor league pick this week. You're going to go with the, the Ravens. I, I think so. Again, against Gardner Minshew, Minshew mania. Uh, it might be, I'm still tossing around, still tossing around. I still got some time. What about, so Tampa going on to Tampa Bay versus Atlanta, both terrible secondaries. So it should be a nice little fun game for, for the wide receivers. Who's going to have the bigger game, Tom Brady or Matt Ryan? And on the wide receiver side, who's going to have the bigger game, Mike Evans or Calvin Ridley? I'm going to go with Brady and I'm going to go Ridley. Good call. I mean, without Julio Jones, I think Ridley really, really is. Takes a big step up. Huge step up. If you're a Ridley owner, man, Julio not playing is such like a a saving grace for you at this point because the volume just goes that much higher for you. Absolutely. Um, You know, and especially with with 
with Atlanta. They're always, they seem to always be playing from behind. So they're always throwing, which obviously is more opportunity. We talk about that a lot um, with teams that play from behind is a lot more opportunity for the wide receivers on those particular teams. Um, so in, in this instance, I like Tom Brady outscoring Ryan, but Ridley outscoring Evans. Good call. Good call. Dallas and San Francisco, one of the hated rivalries of of our generation of the 90s with those two teams battling it out, which was just love it. Uh, now, does Raheem Mosert, does he have a big game against Dallas? Or does Zeke have a, a better game against San Francisco? I don't know. At this point, you might have to ask if that's going to be Jeff Wilson having the bigger game because Mostert's in concussion protocol. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on there for, for Mostert owners. But if if Mostert is healthy, I still think that Zeke has a, a bigger game just based off of opportunity. Um, you know, Zeke really is that offense. It really does go through him. Now, Amari Cooper has been just shocking me as of late for the Cowboys. So that's a, that's a name that um, I typically, you know, don't commend because um, I have Amari Cooper on my squad and he's just been sitting on my bench because it <laughs> seems like every time I start him, he shits the bed. And if he's on my bench, the guy's going off. So I'm just like, ah, screw it. I'm not even going to mess with that that bad voodoo anymore. So I just <laughs> leave him on my bench. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you're a Zeke owner, not a great matchup because the Niners are still playing really good defense. Um, even with all the injuries and, and you know, as much, you know, uh, bad things have happened to that squad this season. Uh, I, I still think that they're playing competitive defense. And Dallas, you know, they don't even have a, a fighter's chance at this point to get into the playoffs. So uh, I, I think that if I'm looking to start anybody from those squads, Zeke, Amari Cooper, those are the ones that I'm kind of leaning toward. Anybody else I'm, I'm steering clear of. Perfect, perfect. We, we're almost done here. Are you, are, you, are you still good to go? Oh, yeah, I'm liking this. All right, all right. Now, we got Philly versus Arizona. Now, you got Jalen Hurts because one sucks, uh, but D-Hop, is he going to be able to to bounce back? He's he's kind of seemed to, to kind of struggle in, in the earlier games. He was seeing like 15 to 17 targets, and the last couple games, it's like four targets. So, what's going on? I think it's Kyler Murray's shoulder. So okay. he's been he's been dealing with that shoulder injury and I, you have to think that it's got something to do with that. Maybe maybe they're just not confident with, you know, the routes that they they typically connect on. Um but yeah, he's definitely been on a on a downward trend for sure. Uh obviously still a must start if you have him on your squad, you got to roll him out there especially against the Eagles. Oh my goodness, what a favorable matchup. Um, but really for, for, for this matchup, Jalen hurts is someone that I'm seeing a lot of people asking questions about for, uh, coming up in this game because of opportunity for a high scoring affair. Um, Kyler Murray versus Jalen hurts. It kind of has that college high scoring feel to it. Right. So we're getting a lot of DMS of people saying like, Hey, is Jalen hurts a fantasy sleeper this week? Uh, you know, can he be trusted? And, it just comes back to who the hell is he throwing it to? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if he had the same type of targets as, as the Cardinals do on their team, absolutely. I'd be all over it. Um, I saw something crazy. Uh, so back-to-back drafts, the Eagles went Arcega Whiteside and then Jalen Rager. Hmm. You know who went the picks directly after those guys? So in the year Arcega Whiteside was taken, DK Metcalf was taken right after that. <laughs> Jalen Rager got taken, then Justin Jefferson got taken. They could have DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson as their two wide receivers right now. How horrible (laughs) does that feel? Could you imagine, man, if they had DK and Justin Jefferson? That'd be a that'd be a killer, killer young combo, man. Oh yeah. That would just be that'd be filthy. With with daughter being young as well, I mean it would have just it'd be filthy. No, that's that's and Miles Sanders. And yeah. then Jalen Hurts, if he can keep up with, you know, the way he played against the Saints in that upset. Man, this is the, – the, the Eagles aren't 
as bad as people think they are, I think it's just the coaching. Man. Yeah, the coaching. I really is do. They got to. They got to. Coaching is just shit. awful. They've got. They've got some talent on the team, but that that coaching is just terrible. Garbage. Uh, going into uh, the Jets versus the Rams. I mean, this should just be a big day for everyone. Cup, Woods, uh, Akers, Henderson, Brown. I mean, they should all go off, right? Yeah, man, I got a buddy. <laughs> I was down in uh, Fredericksburg this this weekend in Texas uh, celebrating my wife's birthday, and my uh, sister-in-law's boyfriend was there, and he threw 50 bucks on on the, the Jets to, to win that game last weekend. Against Seattle? Dude, Against Seattle, do you know how much fifty bucks would have been a turnaround if he would have hit? He won almost nine, almost nine hundred dollars for a fifty dollar bet. Jesus, like that's how that's how bad the Jets are right now. Like the, Vegas is like, dude, just throw us fifty. They're not covering. Like we're good, you know. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah, we'll give you nine hundred bucks if they win because that yeah. shit ain't happening. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, just absolutely horrendous. But yeah, the the Rams. Uh, so for, for me with the Rams, it's just, it always comes down to this yards after the catch for Woods and Cup. That seems to be where they get all their, their yards. Um, they, they're not big on getting big chunk plays downfield. It's a lot of dink and dunk passes where they catch it, you know, five, 10 yard route and they just run with it, you know, like middle screens and, you know, little hitch passes and slants. And that's, that's kind of their gameplay. So with the jets, they have a pretty terrible defense. Um, who has the bigger day in this one? I'm, I'd have to lean towards cup just because, I feel like this is one of those matchups where Woods is going to get probably blanketed by their number one, and Cup's going to have that that rookie Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and I feel like that that rookie he's been playing pretty well, but I think that's a better matchup for Cup in this one. So I'd have I'd have to go Cup. Yeah, no, good call, good call. Now going to KC versus the Saints. You got Michael Thomas, wide receiver one of 2019, against Tyreek Hill, who is right now wide receiver one of 2020 who is going to have the bigger day Tyreek Hill 100% <laughs> I mean Michael Thomas just isn't Michael Thomas without Drew Brees true it's it's just it is what it is if Drew Brees was healthy in this game not injured obviously we're having a different conversation um but the 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 style of the uh, offensive script with with Hill and at quarterback for the Saints here is just it's a different it's a different animal yeah. and it's not favoring Michael Thomas and Tyreek Hill is just having one of those years with with Mahomes um, so obviously here I'm, I'm going Tyreek Hill as as who's going to have the better day there boom boom hitting it up all right last game on Sunday Cleveland versus the Giants now again the Giants defense ain't that bad they're they're pretty stout uh in what they give up uh, a lot of field goals kicked against uh the giants now who is going to uh should we expect any any from big games with with mayfield and company mayfield's had three good weeks now yeah mayfield i think is has entered himself into that conversation of you're no longer a, a joke you know, because that's that's kind of what he was. Uh, he was just a gimmicky guy doing commercials, bringing a lot of attention to himself and not performing on the field. Yeah. And he was leading leading down that path of destruction where a lot of quarterbacks go where they get drafted early and their heads get too big and they just kind of disappear off into the sunset because they just never really amounted to what they were supposed to be. Um, I'm always you know, going like, to look at Mayfield's especially during the holidays, right? When he, when he looked like Marv from home alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like, I like the Browns though, man. I like the Browns. You know, nobody can have anything against the Browns. I like when they win. I, I, I'm actually like not a fan of the Browns, but when they win, it's like one of those teams, unless the Raiders are playing, I'm like, hell yeah, the Browns won. Like, that's cool. Cause they've sucked forever. And it's just like, it's cool and to what see a game Monday night. Yeah, and that was a great game, man. Mayfield played out of his mind. Just Justin Tucker. Just I mean, it comes down to who's the greatest kicker of all time. Is it Justin Tucker or is it Adam Vinatieri? 
Um, because really, I think that I think those are the arguments right now. That's really it. And maybe lean Vinatieri just based off of clutch playoff Super Bowl victories. Um, in in some of those big moments that obviously the Patriots had in years past. But aside from that, uh, here with with the Cleveland and or Cleveland, uh, yeah, Cleveland Browns and uh, New York Giants game. Um, I'm I'm liking Landry. I'm liking Mayfield, and I'm also liking in this Rashard Higgins kid. He's had two really big weeks for the Browns. Um, so yes, he, he is. is someone that is on our waiver wire ads for the week. Uh, hopefully you guys were able to scoop him up. If you don't have very many good wide receiver options, um, that's a kid to take a look at because he's had two really big weeks. That might be someone that I would ultimately maybe maybe drop uh, a, a Galladay and pick up uh, Higgins and just hopefully you could pick up some some better depth and and play on a matchup uh, with with that because again next week the the Browns are playing the Jets the Jets so so you got the Giants I, then the Jets so if you've got Browns players on your squad you've got two awesome matchups going into these next two weeks exactly exactly so uh, just a just a little tip from fantasy football BS there now going into Monday Night Football we are right here at the end of this little rapid fire here. Now, we have Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati's look terrible without Joe Burrow. You can't really trust Boyd or Higgins uh, very much. And Pitt has lost two two games in a row after starting 11-0. Does Connor and Claypool get back on track against a shitty Cincinnati team? No, I, I don't trust Connor at all. Um, and I don't trust Claypool at all. Uh, Claypool's a boomer bust. He's and total it's boomer a, bust. And it's been a big bust. He, the the problem is with with Claypool is he's starting to drop a lot of passes. Yep. And a lot of easy passes. And you that lose that I, confidence I mean, from your quarterback when you do that. So I exactly. I think Big Ben is starting to lose a little bit into into Claypool and and kind of starting to go uh, more towards Deontay Johnson. And Deontay Johnson is is just playing great uh, yeah. for that team, and he's the one seeing the volume instead of Claypool. Now Claypool's falling under that juju conversation. Yeah, and the, the other thing with Connor here is the Steelers already clinched playoffs, so they're I anticipate going to be doing a lot more split back system for the next few weeks to keep yeah. Connor's legs healthy and keep him fresh. They're not going to make this guy ground pound 20 plus carries for the next three weeks when they've already clinched playoffs. So if you're a Connor owner, you'd be lucky if you get 10 10 carries out of the guy. Um, I anticipate a lot more Snell coming in. Um, So if you are a Connor owner, which I am, he's sitting on my bench. I'm not starting him. (laughs) All right. All right. Nice Nice little recap right there. So great. We covered every single game this week for for fantasy owners to to help you with your lineup whether you want to start bench or pick up someone off the waiver wire we able to to hook it up now let's go into kind of uh studs and duds i i i know you've already won and i gotta purchase that tequila for you over here my man and and get that sent over for you hopefully arrives before new year's who knows with with packaging and shit like that right now but i got uh, so much time for margaritas yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's my that's my buddy's slogan my buddy ed that's what anytime you're like hey i got tequila he's a guy i got so much time for margaritas (laughs) (laughs) man man uh next year next year i i need to get a case of shannon brewing out here so yeah um Definitely hit us hit us up with your your duds real quick as as we finish up. Yes, yeah, so uh, we got on our duds list. Number one is going to be Todd Gurley. So he's projected to put up fifteen point eight one eight points uh, here against the the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are letting up the least amount of rushing yards to opposing running backs in the NFL right now. Um, so there's a, 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 a stat to take to the bank. You know anybody going up against that Bucks defense uh, from a running back side of the house is is not having uh, a great day. So if you are a Todd Gurley owner, that's a a matchup that you should be looking at, especially here going into the end of our season. And, uh, you know, if you've got better options, you might want to consider it. 
Number two on my duds list is going to be David Johnson going up against Indy. Uh, projected to put up 13.87 points. Indy's letting up the, e- the eighth least amount of rushing yards to opposing running backs. So also not a favorable yeah. matchup. Um, and David Johnson just hasn't looked right, uh, you know, since since coming back. So that's another guy that, you know, I'm just I'm not not confident in. And my last one here is James Robinson. So the Ravens uh, right behind Indy at ninth least amount of rushing yards to opposing running backs. Uh, like we just said, this is one of those games where seems to be one of those games where both teams play really tough. Um, I anticipate the Ravens playing a really stout defense and and giving James Robinson some fits. Uh, good ones, good ones. I mean, I, I really hope you're wrong on the James Robinson because uh, I can't be without James Robinson. Can't be without. It's not a favorable James matchup, Rob- my man. I, dude. I mean, with James Robinson, Antonio Gibson, and CMC, just such such a bad and to to go James into Conner. the finals with with those as your running backs is just going to be a tough sledding. That might be and your that might be your demise. I, turf, I think turf, that honestly turf toe and fucking James Conner. <laughs> fucking James. Which, which seem James which seem like one and the same these days. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Good ones. Good ones. I, I like it. I like it. Uh and I I just realized that I I have one same dud. So uh, I got Russell Wilson going against uh, Washington. Washington's a, a tough defense to to go up against. He's projected at thirty point thirteen points, which is quite a bit. I, I don't see him going off that much against a Washington defense. I do believe this is going to be a slugfest, and it's going to come down to kind of uh, the the smart decisions and being smart. And, and I ultimately think this is going to be a, a much lower scoring game than than what people anticipate uh second one james connor now going up against a, a shitty cincinnati defense i agree i don't think the carries are really there i think they're trying to to rest his legs a little bit more snell is definitely getting more carries and snell has been more productive as well so uh, i think james connor's gonna start these last two games kind of uh resting his his legs a little bit more so james connor 15.2 points and then david johnson was the one i had the same Uh, i just couldn't go uh i mean again indianapolis's defense that with buckner is just insane i mean it doesn't seem like any running back has a good day against them and for him 14.91 points hasn't looked the same coming back from covid just uh, don't think he's gonna ultimately do that so now going into your studs bryduck who do you have as your three studs Alrighty, guys nick chubb like i was just saying if you are a cleveland uh fantasy owner of any of those assets i mean it could be a chubb a hunt a landry a higgins a mayfield they seem to be all producing right now so nick chubb only projected to put up 14.9 points against the giants i know we said that the giants have a stout defense um but this is one of those games that cleveland needs to come and you know really prove a point after that that loss there to the ravens um you know i think that they have shown the league that they have arrived but this is one of those statement games uh the giants aren't even in your league that's what you need to show them so Nick Chubb, I anticipate to have a big day. Uh, Number two on my list, Justin Herbert. Going up against my Raiders. You knew I was going to put him on the list, baby. Absolutely. Uh, projected to put up 26.46 points uh, first time around in their first contest he put up 29.44 points uh, Herbert's playing fantastic he's a top five fantasy football player right now uh, and he's a, he's a must start and an obvious stud going up against the Raiders Absolutely. number th- number three on this list is going to be Clyde Edwards Hilaire I know what you're thinking this kid hasn't been doing much but he's got a real low projection in this one and a contest that I anticipate to be high scoring um, this Kansas City Saints game I anticipate to be a high scoring game and he's only projected to put up 11.34 points which seems awfully low so for me if if I'm a, a Clyde Edwards Hilaire owner I'm thinking of this is one of those games where he's going to have you know, uh, a 20 plus day, uh, you know, that's at least my anticipation for him. Um, so if you are a Clyde Edwards Lair owner, let's keep our fingers crossed. Those are my studs of the week. 
there we go there we go now going on to my studs of the week here now i got brandon Ayuk uh over here as, as my first stud of the week with debo samuels going down george kittle uh who knows if he's coming back but brandon Ayuk has actually had and put together a, a good rookie season and a uh, big question mark about drafting him, uh, giving up on a Judy or a CD Lamb uh, with the Niners picking before before the Broncos or the Cowboys, uh, not not knowing. But Brandon Ayuk there uh, put up some some good uh, good numbers. Only projected to have 13.2 points. Uh, Shanahan seems to find him the ball quite a bit, so that's my first one. Uh, second one got Cole Beasley uh, again, just. That depleted secondary there, no matter who they put up against Stefan Diggs, is not going to be Stefan Diggs uh, caliber. But who the hell are they going to put up against Colby Easley? I mean, it, it doesn't really seem uh, like it's going to be a good day for the Broncos defense. Cole Beasley is only projected to have 11.44. And then my last one. Now, uh, I think I got lucky with with sliding in Davis here before uh, they they upped his projections because I'm sure they're going to up his projections uh, with, with CMC News uh, later, later on in the week. But Mike Davis right now is only supposed to be projected 5.55 points. He still won't hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I hope he does because I have him starting over Raheem Moser because of concussion protocol. So uh, hopefully he, he can do it, but... Who knows? Those are my studs of the week. Now, my strategy, I think, next year is whoever I want to pick as a stud is going to be my duds. And whoever I pick it as my duds, I'm going to flip it as my studs. So I, <laughs> I seem to have that type of type of relationship. So whoever I have as studs and duds, uh, be fearful for the studs. And uh, those people who have the duds that I've picked, you'd be very excited because I'm going to be winning you fantasy football. So... <laughs> <laughs> I finished my beer over here for the episode. Got to crack me open another one, of course. Moon Raker, uh, YPA, New England style. So thank you again, uh, Bryduck. Always uh, say what's up. Happy birthday to the wifey. Now hit us up with those closing remarks. Absolutely appreciate it. Yeah. So guys on social media, Instagram, YouTube, follow us at Fantasy Football BS. That's where you're going to be seeing all of our posts for these next two weeks. Uh, pushing out a lot of content, not only on our on our main posts, but also on our story. So make sure, do us a favor, go over there, hit those three dots in the top right-hand corner, turn on those notifications so you get pinged every time we drop a new post, so that way you can stay on top of it. Uh, this is where we're going to be posting our top waiver wire picks of the week, uh, injury report details, anything you need to know. So make sure you guys are on there. Uh, on all podcast platforms, let all your buddies know. Follow us at FantasyFootballBS. Yes, uh, we thrive and live off of your guys' referrals, so please do us a favor. Tell your friends, tell your family, anybody who plays fantasy football about us, and uh, get them to listen to us. Uh, we'd appreciate that. And on the next episode, we will again be going over our injuries, uh, studs and duds, and then we will also be probably hitting this rapid fire for the final week. I, I, I think that that went pretty well, and uh, it's going to get you guys positioned well for these, uh, you know, obviously next week's going to be championship week. So uh, you're going to want to know all of the games, all of the players, uh, anything we don't get to, make sure you guys are DMing us or se uh, sending them in our on our comment section on our posts and hashtagging them with Foose Clues so that way we can make sure that we're getting those. Um, and as always, thank you to all of our sponsors, uh, especially Air Care Heating and Cooling. You can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com. Good luck in round two of your playoffs, guys. Catch you guys on that dub. Peace out. <laughs>